0: Our scripture this morning comes from the Gospel of John, the first chapter, verses 43 through 51. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe, because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now let me ask you, How many of you remember the old children's church song, Jacob's Ladder? I remember singing it in Bible school. That was always one we enjoyed singing. We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. We are climbing Jacob's Ladder. We are climbing Jacob's Ladder, soldiers of the cross. The second verse said, every round goes higher, higher. The next verse said, sinner, do you love my Jesus? And then the last verse, if you love him, why not serve him? If you love him, why not serve him? If you love him, why not serve him? Soldiers of the cross. Now that you have that tune very firmly embedded in your brain, just let it sit there for a little bit. We're going to come back to that. How many of you watched the college football championships. I almost feel like I should apologize to Ohio, not only the team, but also the state, because not only did Alabama defeat Ohio State, but but Georgia. Anyway, if you've ever watched sports, whether it's college, professional, high school and it goes beyond sports i had a son who was in the band through middle school and high school and then played in the band at georgia southern and they did the same thing if you've watched sporting events or any sort of event like that you have probably heard what we would call trash talk the people who are involved puffing themselves up and and making themselves out to be bigger better badder so that they they're positive they're going to defeat the other team or or be better than the other band in a band competition trash talk nathaniel's comment to philip in this passage of scripture is the first century palestinian version of trash talk philip approaches nathaniel he is so excited They have found the one they believe to be the Messiah, the one that Moses wrote about, the one that the prophets wrote about, Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. And Nathanael says, What? Nazareth? Have you lost your mind? What could possibly come from Nazareth that would be any kind of good? Because you see, Nathanael expected that important people would come from important places. The Messiah really should come from Jerusalem, from the capital, connected to the temple. How could anything as important as the Redeemer of all of Israel come from a town like Nazareth? Nathaniel's expectations for anyone coming out of Nazareth were very low. And what that meant was that his expectations of Jesus because of where Jesus was from were very low. Now, Jesus was called many things as he was working his years of ministry and in the years since he was called teacher, he was called rabbi, he was called prophet, he was called friend, he was called brother and healer, king of kings, lord of lords, prince of peace, son of God, son of man. Nathaniel was having none of that because his expectations were so low. What do you expect of Jesus? Do you have expectations of this person that we hope you call Lord of Lord, Prince of Peace? Let me read you some quotes. These are very similar quotes from Max Licato. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness, God sent us a savior. From D.A. Carson, if God had perceived that our greatest need was economic, he would have sent an economist. If he had perceived that our greatest need was entertainment, he would have sent us a comedian or an artist. If God had perceived that our greatest need was political stability, he would have sent us a politician. If he had perceived that our greatest need was help, he would have sent us a doctor. But he perceived that our greatest need involved our sin, our alienation from him, our profound rebellion, our death. And because of that, he sent us a Savior. What are your expectations of Jesus? What do you expect from Jesus? Because your expectations are truly what you share with other people. Your expectations either elevate Jesus to the point of being your Savior, or they diminish Jesus and significantly limit His ability to work in your life. Hear now the words from Mark chapter 6. And Jesus said to them, Only in his hometown among his relatives and in his own house is a prophet without honor. Jesus could not do any miracles there except to lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their lack of faith. The people in Jesus' hometown in Nazareth, they they didn't have great expectations of Jesus either. They expected very little of him because they thought they knew him. They had watched him grow up. They didn't expect miracles. They didn't expect healing. They didn't expect transformation. They didn't expect peace or joy. Anything that Jesus could bring, they didn't expect. And because of that, Jesus' ability to work in their lives was non-existent, almost completely non-existent. Now, let's go back to Philip and Nathaniel. Philip is facing Nathanael. He is facing someone who has very low expectations of Jesus, primarily because of where Jesus was from. And Philip gave Nathanael the perfect answer. Come and see. Come and see for yourself. Come experience for yourself what this man can do. Come and meet him. Come and get to know him. The truth of the matter is that very few people are ever argued into faith. Philip didn't argue with Nathanael he just said, come and see. And Nathanael was willing to do that. And when they found Jesus, Jesus spoke directly to Nathanael. I saw you under the fig tree. Now that's an important comment to make to a man who was interested in a close relationship with Jesus back in those days, because the men would sit under the fig trees. Fig trees can go, grow quite large, and they have large leaves. And there's usually a space underneath the center of the fig tree that has no leaves, but it's shady and it's relatively cool. And the men in those days would sit under the fig trees and meditate on their faith and would study Scripture. So when Jesus said to Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree, what he was saying to Nathaniel was... I know that you're looking for a closer relationship with God. That's what I've witnessed in your behavior. That's what I saw you doing. And you know, when we go looking for a closer relationship with God, we find that God has been looking for a closer relationship with us, that he already knows our hearts, that he's already interested in us. Isn't that an amazing thing? So as Jesus said to Nathanael, I saw you sitting under the fig tree, he was saying, I know you're looking for a closer relationship with God. Here I am. And Nathanael responded with his whole heart. And Jesus answered, you will see more than just what you think you'll see. You will see the heavens opened up. You will see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That's the reference to Jacob's ladder. Is that tune still in the back of your head right now? Is it still hanging out back there? Jacob's story in Genesis, Jacob is running from Esau. He thinks he's going to lose his life. He ends up sleeping a night in the wilderness, and while he's asleep, he dreams. And in his dream, there's a ladder that reaches from earth all the way into heaven, and there are angels going up and down the ladder, and Esau recognizes that this is God's house and that he, I'm sorry, Jacob recognizes this is God's house and that he has a relationship with God. Remember the story of Jesus' baptism? The heavens are torn open and the dove descends bringing the spirit with him. Jesus is telling Nathaniel that he, Jesus, will open the doors of heaven to those who have faith. When Jesus reminds Nathanael of Jacob's story about the ladder from earth to heaven, he's no longer talking about an actual ladder. He's talking about himself because he, Jesus, becomes the pathway from earth to heaven. Jesus becomes the ladder that we can use to reach heaven. He becomes the connection to God and our ability to have a close relationship with God. So let me ask you this, what do you expect from Jesus? What do you think Jesus can do for you? What do you think Jesus can do for the people around you? If you expect nothing, that's exactly what you'll get. If you've only ever known Jesus' name as a curse word because that's how it's used often in our culture, you may expect difficult things. If you've only ever heard the word of God used as a weapon to to try to prove to you just how wrong you are in your lifestyle, in your choices, remember what I said, very few people are ever argued into faith. That's the truth about using Scripture as a weapon too. But if you are introduced to Jesus by someone who knows him, by someone who loves him, by someone who follows him, then you might decide you want to know him better yourself. And if you are such a faithful person that you are following Christ, it will show. You will be able to say to others, come and see. Come and see for yourself. Come and get to know this Jesus, and people will see because they will see him in you. We have to know Jesus before we can invite others to know him. And our expectations of Jesus create our relationship with him. If you expect a savior, if you expect the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the one who can transform you from the inside out the one who can present you as holy and righteous to the Almighty God, if that's what you expect, if you delight in the grace and mercy that you experience from Jesus Christ, people will see that in you, and they will want to know the Jesus who is the connection from earth to heaven, the Jesus who is the ability to have a closer relationship with God himself. What do you expect of Jesus? What are you showing to the world about this Jesus? It's a question worth considering. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.